welcome back i'm trying to do a little bit of a different intro because i'm like surely everyone knows it's jasper jeffrey i'm like why do i keep repeating myself so i'm trying things differently um but welcome guys i am super hyped to have monica on the podcast today because i have seen some mad like transformations and i just don't understand how it bloody happens but i want to know more basically so welcome chick to the podcast how are we thank you for having me i'm very good when i talk to you <laughs> i'm just, very good I remember recently seeing the one with Jodie Delandy. I've got to completely butcher her last name. Jodie Delandy? Is that her last name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, posturally, she looked like she was like leaning to like the left-hand side. And then after you, it was like everything was in alignment. And I just thought, this is mental. Like, this is crazy. Like, people say, obviously, like during like peak week and everything like that, like you can make a lot of changes. But I never really thought massively about this side that you do and I'm like really fascinated interested to learn more like about it and I think a lot of competitors will just be like their minds be blown once they look at your Instagram page to be honest um but talk to me firstly about yourself because I know you have competed in the past before haven't you yeah I have <laughs> just about that, like how have you got into competing and how have you got into like where you are now I'll be interested to know um so ever since I was a child I'm from dancing family so my mom was a professional dancer my brother was so ever since like I was three my mom took me to all the shows and everything with her so I was dancing with her my whole life then when I was 10 I started horse riding and then I had my two horses I was competing with horse riding and stuff and then yeah I was just doing that basically until I was 19 and I finished at the grammar school and I told my parents, look, I just want to like, keep like riding horses. I want to train them. I want to keep money, with, keep earning money with them and stuff. And my mom told me that, no, you're too smart to spend your life around horses. So I was like, yo, I've been doing this for the past God knows how many years. And I you taking my dream away that I can't be around horses. And she's like, no, you're not going to be picking up poos every day. You're too smart and you know since she was dancing I was horse riding my brother was dancing she was usually taking us like I'd say every month like some chiropractor or something just to keep us aligned so I was like well if I can't be the athlete how else I can be in a sport and still like be around athletes so I was like well like being a physio is kind of like someone smart that's the around athletes so let me try that 100%. and yeah and um then I was looking for unis around here but because let's say over here a bit like behind like education and stuff so over here you can be either like physio in hospital or you have PE teacher that's basically all you can do over here so I was very very struggling with finding the school I could go to get the education I want to and suddenly just out my brother's friend just reached out hey I'm studying in Birmingham I do school science would you like to come over here and I was like actually yeah like that sounds good so um I found unis like five years you do sports therapy and then I just applied for five unis and let's say within like two days I was taking on board all five of them so um thank god thank god um so that was beginning 2015 I moved to Luton so I did sports therapy there and since I moved to countries suddenly I didn't have my horses with me I didn't have my dance partner with me so I was like what else can I do not to get mental (laughs) so um, I was like well the cheapest and easiest option as a student um was just literally just starting gym and start like training and do something else like that um so I started training and then 
I met some people from uni who were training as well. And my friend who I met at the gym, she was just prepping for a show when I was in the first year of uni. So I was like training with her and seeing how her body is changing. And she's like, oh my God, let's go become bikini together and let's go to the show together. And I was like, actually, like I was competing in my life with like horse riding and dancing. Let me try this too. So um, then I hired my first coach and we did like short off season, then went into prep and I had to prep for like seven months and I had to lose like 24 kilos. So it was like draining. Mm. But yeah, um, back then it wasn't T-Bros, wasn't NPC. It was just UK BFF. Oh, so I, didn't oh be- I remember those days. I love it when I can speak to someone. I'm like, do you remember those days? It was just like pretty much UK BFF and that's it. Like, I just feel like there's two generations in this bodybuilding world, right? There's UK BFF generation and there's like, new generation so I'm glad yeah. I'm glad we're you know the OGs it's cool <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so I did GKBFF and then whilst I was like prepping people were getting to know me at the gym so I was like oh you do sports therapy you know um so like could you do sports therapy on me as well like outside of my work or uni or uni clinic and I was like yeah sure why not so I started like taking privately some athletes from the gym and then one of them ended up being British champion in heavyweight and then as soon as I had him then he was sending me his clients and he just started rolling over because I was still at uni then I was teaching assistant at the uni then I was with the Luton football club as well and then I was competing at the same time and it just started rolling over and the longer I did it and the more I fell into process I'm like oh my god I really enjoy this um and then since my first prep was so hard and so harsh I was like, no, I just need to take a different approach. Um, and we just a little disagreed with my first coach. So then I switched um, to the girls who won my category back then. And it was Rob from Team LRF. So I started with Rob. And uh, then we just continued there for another two seasons. And uh, yeah, that was just great experience. He took me to another level. And then because of like some personal big issues, I just had to stop prepping and I had to move back home to Prague. But all bad turned into good and we are where we are today. So if I wouldn't be moving back then from Luton to Prague and then starting my business over here, um, I think we wouldn't be where we are today. So it's crazy, isn't it? Like it when you're in the moment, like it's very hard to kind of see like why is this happening but you I think sometimes you I don't know about you you have to have that trust that like okay, this this is meant to this is meant to be my timeline. I don't know why yet. But that's cool that you can look back and think like, yeah, like this is cool. And even like when your mum said, like, no, you can't do horses, like it changed your direction. Like I had a very similar situation um, where I wanted to go into like textiles, interior design. Like I was really wanting to be like more creative. And my dad was like, no, not doing that. I got the same too smart bullshit basically it's like I, I can be smart and pick up poo and do other stuff but whatever but like it's really crazy <laughs> how, like, that one little thing can just like flip a switch and it just like completely changes your directory but then it gives you something completely different that like, you never expected as well yeah 100 percent. you know like when I even like moved to Luton like my dad was super super harsh on me he wasn't really supportive so he said why do you want to move cool make your own money I don't care so um, it was me in like in the new country, me being 18 and just like, you know, like learning, starting new language, starting uni, then finding a job, then finding another job. So it was just like crazy. And um, 
you, during the three years, I just broke my ass off. I didn't go to parties. I didn't do anything. I was just literally hustling like every day because it's like, I really need to make money just to be able to survive. Mm. And then like in the three years, I then managed to be like teaching assistant at the uni. So I picked up some extra money from there. Then I had extra clients and I worked with the first people and then I had my clients on the side as well. And when I finished uni, I was like, okay, cool. I really enjoy fitness. Let me be PT. So I did my PT course. I did business course. I was like, let me move to London and be PT over there. And then as soon as I went to London to like look for gyms around, I get a phone call from my mom crying on the phone. And she goes, well, I'm sorry to say this, but dad wants to divorce with me. You need to come home. So um, literally I was like, cool. So I moved house moved out of my parents' house like four years ago. I moved back home. My family is divorced, is completely split up. Everything I've ever built in the UK in the past four years, I had to completely shut it down and start completely again. And the worst part was like my dad was was abusive, like not very, on me, he wasn't physically abusive. He was physically abusive on my mom, but he was mentally abusive on myself. So um, even like when I moved back home, I was like, cool, let me be online coach, let me prep. I'm really on it with Rob, like that's so cool. But since he was mentally draining me so much, it ended up me being five weeks out. And as soon as I entered the gym, I started crying. I just couldn't, like no chance. And it just rolled into such a spiral and, you know, being confident and it went to depression. It was days when I didn't even want to leave my room because I felt like, you know, Suddenly, I have nothing. I'm no one. Everything is gone. Everything I ever was or built for myself was in the UK. It's no more here in Prague. It's completely fresh start. I have nothing. And it was just so hard because, like, you know, you come from something and suddenly just, like, being low and someone is telling you, you never should have moved back home. You really need a family. You're not, you're never being good enough. So it's just been, like, so, so hard. And the other day, like our family split up so much that all I have for my family right now is just my brother and my mom, and that's it. So, you know, um, I guess like everything bad turned into good because my brother's been the biggest support ever. And after me going through this, excuse my French, shit, <laughs> I got an email that I was um, taken on board to Oxford to do my master's and to do my PhD. So I was like, oh my God, this is just a sign. I need to move back and I need to do this. And I'm going to be a university lecturer, da, 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 da. And as soon as I was about to submit my application, I'm going back. My brother stopped me and said, no, don't do this. I'm like, why? Like, you can say they've been invited to Oxford. Like, yo. That's and he goes, no, like, you can either spend another four years at uni or you can spend another four years building your business and helping thousands of people. What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I love your brother. <laughs> and I was like, well, but like, I have nothing. Like I have no one. I have no clients. All I know, I'm just good. That's all I can do. And he said, well, just like, just don't do it. Just don't go. Just try. And I was like, do you know what is January? I have time until June. And um, if I won't be able to at least set a base for my business and my therapy over here within the next six months, I'm going. But if it happens, cool, I'm staying and I'm building this up. So I just found like treatment room I could rent by an hour because I was scared even renting something like monthly or something. I didn't have just money. Yeah. Because I was starting completely fresh from everything. And um, 
yeah, so I just started. And because I was competing, a couple of people from here like followed me on Instagram and I was going to the bodybuilding gym over here. So I just one day I put it on Instagram. Hey guys, like if anyone wants the treatment, just let me know. I'm happy to look after you. And one of the big guys came through. He was happy. And the grass and all the methods I do, no one did over here back then. So as soon as he posted it, I was like, oh my God, we know this technique from America. You want to try it and come down too. And then a week later, one of the biggest names and pro bodybuilders from here came down and he was like, yo, this is cool. Let me just be coming down monthly or like, sorry, weekly. And then he posted me and then another pro came down, another pro came down, another pro came down. And um, then, you know, one of those was so happy. He's like, cool, come down to our gym and we can do filming together. So they filmed me um, and then they posted on their YouTube. They had like 100K views or something and it just started rolling over. So three months down the line, I was booked up like I think like six months, six weeks ahead. I had like six, seven clients a day. And um, then COVID started. <laughs> so I, it was like super great start, you know, within the first four months because I was grafting and people were getting to know me. And then COVID, boom, amazing. What we can do now? So it just like ruined me a little bit, but yeah, we just pushed for how we could and the names I had, I just like, hey guys, can you help me this way? And you know, just collaborating with people, giving back. And six months down the line, as I promised to myself and I told my brother, okay, cool. So I, I said, if we managed to build it in six months into some certain way, which we did because in the six months line, I was able to travel the entire country and get in books out of different city every weekend. Just to put my name out there in between people, which is great whenever you build a business, just, you know, just go to all the cities, go to all the different places so people can get to know you before they see the value in you and then they will be coming towards you. And um, yeah, and I said, then I had my mentor since day one and she said, well, you know, um, which is Bex and Darren from Dubai, and Darren said, well, I'm going to this Spain show in Alicante. Do you want to come over there? And just like do a treatment before I step on stage. And I said, well, why not? <laughs> so um, I said, okay, cool. And then I just like reached out to a couple of people on Instagram. Hey guys, anyone going to Spain? And one of the guys knew the promoter of the show. Oh my God. And, and uh, he just said, well, I can just give you advice. Just try and like support the show. Just, you know, just sponsor them or like you know they will get to know you and if they're happy then they may be happy to collaborate with you or something so i reached out to emilio who is organizer of the mpc european and the big man show and things and he said yeah cool thank you very much so this is the terms da, 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 da. and i said okay cool so it was investment of like two thousand pounds and i said well it either goes well or it doesn't so I just sent out the money, let me sponsor the show. I booked everything. I booked, let's say, a couple of athletes, literally just six before I even flew out there. I was like, let me just give it a try. I've already gave it a try in January. Let me try, give it a try again. And at the end of the day, Bex and Darren didn't make it to the show, but I flew anyway. Oh my God. And yeah, I flew in there. I went to see Emilio at the venue. And as soon as we spoke, then Barbara, who is, again, organizer of shows in IBB Pro Italy, was there as well. So, you know, we just got to know each other. And five minutes later, 
Rafael Brando was on the call with Emilio because he was competing at the show. And then he was like, hey, do you want a treatment? And Rafael was like, yeah, cool. So I treated the same day Rafael because he was there in Spain. As soon as he posted it on his story, I had a message from Regan. Regan Grimes is like, hey, I'm at the show. I want a treatment too. So I treated the next day Regan. And as soon as I treated Regan, he's like, yo, my friend Tavi Castro is here as well. Can you treat him too? So I treated Tavi Castro. And I was like, cool, this is cool. So um, would you like to go to our villa tomorrow? So then I went to their villa the next day. And you just got content, you know, by the pool and stuff. And you went on YouTube. And again, it had like, I don't know, 500k views or something. And just since from there, I just got messages. Hey, are you at this show? Are you at this show? Are you at this show? Would you, would you like to come down? So I guess there was a pivot moment when I went to the one Spain show was willing to invest and, you know, getting to know the people, the right people. And even at the show, as soon as I did, then guys, I had a message from like Cuba and Meg and other like pro athletes. And yeah, they just saw the value. They saw how they felt on the stage. And it was just such a proud moment. It was like my first show, getting to know everybody, getting to the industry. And then you see the pro show and there's like, you know, the bodybuilding at the end. And you can see all top six are my clients and I'm like holy shit I can't believe this and I was literally just crying and having my tears down and at that show I took my brother with me you know he was the one who like pushed me to do everything so I paid for his flights because I could afford it then you know just like I want you to experience it with me because you're part of it all so he went down with me I was like I'm so grateful that you actually pushed me to do this and it was just the first show and I was like, cool. I get got back home after the show, loads of content, loads of emotions and everything's like, I was like, actually, I just want to do this forever. I really enjoy this so much because even though I'm not competing myself, because being absolutely honest, I didn't enjoy the process myself. I went through it for three years, but I know like I would much rather be dancing 10 hours on the dance floor than me being two hours on the stair master every day. So it's good that I can understand everybody and I understand what's around going through and um, what they could be struggling with or anything because I, I did it myself. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to be part of it all. There's no having to struggle as everyone does on prep, <laughs> but still being there to support everybody. There is so much of what you've just said. I've just sat here, like, just listening to you. Like, just, and I'm just like, there's so much. Like, I, there's so many different ways I could, like, go, like, after this episode now but fuck me like pat on the back like mental like and I'm not gonna lie like when you started talking about like your dad and stuff and divorce like I started getting a bit like emotional because I was like fuck like I can so relate to so much of that where Mm. you're in a situation like you're in a situation that is like I think it's really hard to to sometimes explain to people like how much even though you're not the one going through that divorce like you are hurting just as much in like so many ways and it's such a draining like experience like it got to the point with me where like I had I just I actually had to leave I had to leave my hometown I was like I can't I can't be in this house I can't be I can't be I just can't do this anymore like it it Mm -hmm. hurt me that much that I just thought I can't I can't do it and it is, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you try and try, you try and like be as like level headed as you can, but then you're just like, no, like it's, it's such a hard one. So like on that one, I was like, oh my God, I can relate to so much what this woman's saying. But it then showed how like 
the string of events that have happened in your life it's like it seems when you were talking because you were saying it so calmly like the way you were like articulating it it was like it was like this mass it, it the visual I had in my head and you were talking it's like this like this stream this water stream of like chain events that just kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and it from what I could see was just like you were just like allowing it to happen and you were just kind of like taking you weren't looking too far ahead you weren't, weren't looking too far behind you were just looking at like this next little piece and going like okay what do I need to do now okay that's cool okay what do I do now it was like it looked like you were just doing like these little 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 yeah. steps. wherever you realized it was coming into what it was I don't know but like it's because I did think like it's amazing how you're able because I did think when you were doing it like when you're going like show to show and stuff I thought god like this woman must have such a big name because I was like you know there's no like word about it when you go like abroad like this with your makeup artist or someone like yourself like it is a big investment like you know, the the travel to get there accommodation visas if you need it like money and everything like that so when I saw that you were going on these shows I thought wow like this girl is really like she's doing so good for herself like she's really doing well it seems that like I can and what you were saying as well I can relate to on so many levels was you like I, I think I still enjoy competing but I still understood what you meant by the 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 feelings you get when you see someone else on stage and you know that you've had a, a contribution to that like that the, there is a different feeling that I think you have Absolutely. to be a certain person to feel that same sense of accomplishment even though you're nowhere near that tanning booth <laughs> you know you're nowhere near a rice cake but like you are still like there in like a like I guess not like a spiritual way but you know I mean? you're still there in like essence like I got that massive feeling when I tanned at the Arnold's last year like there was a string where I tanned Ryan Terry for his base and his top coat. And then Phoebe Hagen, I styled her jewellery, her shoes. I did, I think, like a bit of her tan. Um, and then, like, yeah, there was just, like, people. Out of, like, there were so many classes that, like, won the pro Arnold's. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did that. Like, so I completely relate to that. And completely yeah. Um, absolutely I even like sorry jumping in uh, and sorry for me and just talking for such a long time I was no, like wait yeah. when you're gonna step for me but I was actually tweeting Phoebe last year before the Arnold's so yeah I was tweeting her I think like two days before the show so now you even say that you like then tanned her and then she like you know got the qualification it's just like amazing I was even talking to her when I was tweeting her I was like yo I remember your first show ever because she did you know she was actually the one who somehow, let's say, inspired me to get into um, like competing and stuff because she did the same uni. Her first ever show was the one I was aiming for as well. It was Matt, like, uni, uni, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one. So it was like cool, you know, just like even her seeing like flourish in like along the rear was super, super nice. And um, you were like, as you said, about like the divorce and stuff it was just crazy because um I was away for four years I barely saw my family when I was in the UK and then after four years I get a phone call yo like this is happening I was like okay cool I have been home for so long now it's time to go back and give back to the family who've been like supporting me when I was away and then you get home and you know I was prepping so one day I got home from training I'm drained I'm, I'm on prep and my dad, because already the relationship wasn't good between me and him, like my entire life, mm. just came home 
And um, he's like, I want to talk. I was like, Dad, I'm super, super sorry, but I'm so drained. Can I just have a nap and we can talk after? And he goes, no, we need to talk now. And I was like, Dad, please, like my brain isn't functioning. Can you just talk later? I just need a nap. And he's like, no, we're going to talk now. And I was like, Dad, please, just like stop. Like I'm emotional. Just leave me alone. I just want to have a nap. Give me half an hour and we can talk then. And then just like, yo, it just like blew up in a second. He just like smashed me, beated me up. And I was like, yo, this is not happening. And I run away as much as everything I have myself, which is just my gym bra, my clothes, my keys, my phone. And I was like, I'm never, ever coming back. That's it done. So that was my last time when I was home. And I haven't seen him since in my life. I was just about to say, have you spoken to him since? Yeah, like, you know, he tried to call me. He was literally messaging me every day, calling twice a day telling me how I'm completely useless, I'm disrespectful, I should like hopefully one day be more mature. And, you know, just like I should have stayed in London, be doctor in London, never come back home. So I was just like, I can't do this. You know, is you know, like when you unpack your brain is just not functioning properly and either something takes more emotional or you completely closed off. And I was like, no, I just have to stop. Otherwise it's gonna completely ruin me. So do you think yeah, then people, um I'm asking this because it's more like, like it, it makes me reflect on my stuff, but it's actually really weird timing wise. I was speaking to my husband about this last weekend and I was like, I say I'm over like my dad's stuff and what he did and what he's done. But I still like when I think about it, and I listen to you, I'm like, fuck, like I still like I still Joe's like, you just need to get over it. You need to get over it. And I'm just like, I don't know why I can't like. I part of me thinks I'm over it, part of me thinks I'm past it, but then the part of me is just like, I'm still like, I just feel like, I feel like I'm still like this five-year-old that's just like crying her eyes out at like a same point. Like, mm. how have you, have you been able to like process and like, I wouldn't say get over it, but you know, kind of move forward or do you still kind of have times where you think, oh, that's still, that's still going to take some time to kind of like heal? Um, it's a process and I think like I'm never going to be 100% over it because I always loved him no matter what and ever since I was a child I was always shouted I was always he always smacked my ass everything but I still loved him this this is just me when I really like I have love for someone it's just I just love you and no matter what you do to me I always try to see good in you just like moving forward and find solutions so I guess that's even why it's now turned into business the way it is, because I always search for solution, always search for ways I can improve, always search for like anything we can do better or like where we can improve on the way. Um, and then thank God, my mom is a therapist in a certain way, like a bit more spiritual therapist, but she was helping me loads. And my brother, he kind of took the parent's role because he's older than me when all this happened. So he, so he basically took me under his wings and, forced me to like push the business and work a lot and focus on the right things so that was great and um I think that um sometimes it was fine I was like yeah cool I don't need him let me just be super super independent I'm never ever gonna let anyone let me to like, kick me out of the house again um and I guess that was my main drive at the beginning when I was building business because like I never I never want to lose the roof on my head again so that's why I worked so much. And, um, you know, like at the beginning, you're always like super, let's say, not like um, you closed off and you try to not to have feelings for the person and just like, no, I don't give a fuck. But then it comes the stage when it comes back and you're like, oh, shit, actually, 
and then you have to like really dig deep it's like okay so where's the actual problem where's the root of everything um so i went to therapists a lot i've been like going to therapists let's say every month and thank god my mom was helping me so it was like loads and loads of loads of work on myself and now i'm more or less okay because even like my relationship with dad was reflected into my like normal relationships when i want to be with someone because mm. i was always looking for my dad in my partner yeah which became toxic it's like no i just have to be by myself for at least a year or two fix myself completely and then i can bring the better version of me like for someone who then will be on the new level too mm. so um yeah i was like i don't want to be rushing with someone until i'm fixed by myself and i think that's where so many people do like make the mistake they're just like oh you know let me just find someone i will fix myself along the way but you know like when you are just not there yet don't expect like it's suddenly going to be amazing because it's not you just like um you know the sudden you just need to go through and um now I'm more or less like okay um i think like i've processed loads of things my therapist was helping me a lot which is again just like a reminder going to therapy is not a bad thing yeah and when you need help definitely like search for help and i guess that's the best thing is everything if you ever feel struggling with anything business work uh mindset i don't know what just always search for help because it makes your life so much easier um and now like the only times i sometimes feel like emotional or something it's just like i never been told that he's proud of me he always hear from all different corners but i never heard it from him and i never got had to promote in my entire life so there's i guess the two like main things i miss um maybe in my like future wedding one day um but you know i rather not having have him in my life and bring toxicity to my future children or my future relationships and you know just like i feel sorry you still my dad but you know you a dad but it doesn't you mean you're a good person i'm just like good people around me yeah like i i'm i say i'm literally sitting here like nothing to a lot of what you said but like yeah like families are weird ones sometimes because i think my my mum my grand keep like saying to me oh yeah you know, have you spoken to your dad because I, I don't speak to my brother like similar thing might happen with my brother with me um and i'm just like no like there'll be a time and a place but like it's not right now and i think it is difficult when you've got those difficult like family relationships and having to explain to people like they they are better out unfortunately for the time being and it's just not the right thing so I can completely relate to that one as well isn't this crazy like I generally do really and this is why I love this podcast though it was these stuff conversations like this like remind me why I love it because you just don't there's so much more to people than what you realize like every single time every single yeah, time for sure it's actually crazy so how do you how do you bring like you have a you seem to have a lot of resilience within yourself you are very successful within business but you still seem to have a very like good heart values in the right place and everything like that like what sort of things do you think competing has taught you um and like that you've brought that into like your client service as well because I can imagine when you are, you know, when you are treating someone when they are in peak week, like their emotions and like their, sometimes their head can just not even be there. Like I know sometimes on prep, like you can go, you, you go to really dark places and especially on peak week, like you're, emo- you could probably be the most irrational up and down person. And obviously if they're coming to you, they trust you, 
to mm-hmm. be able to care that, for them and everything like that. So, like, how do you bring that into your serve, like your client servicing services, like when you are helping people, probably during like the most crazy, insecure, manic times of like their prep? Yeah. Um, so it depends if you do actually like the pre-stage treatment, which is usually during the peak week. Uh, but I work like with athletes, not just athletes, even general population. So um, it's not just like the pre-stage treatments. I just treat general, general pop in general, just helping them from loads of pains. Normally doctors can't help them with. Mm-hmm. And they're always like, you got magic hands. Oh my God. I was like, no, it's just a knowledge and practice, but it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then with athletes, you know, it's just like when they say, I have this pain and that pain and, you know, this is going wrong and these details are not coming in, da 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 And just, like, give them a bit of reassurance and just, like, telling them, yo, this is this, this is that. When it comes to the pre-stage treatments, I think the fact that I can understand everybody and tell them, you know, let's say they come for treatment, beginning of the peak weeks, it's completely different compared to, let's say, one day out of, out of the show. Because, you know, like, at the beginning of the peak, you're still depleted, you're still soft, you're still not there where you want to be. But, you know, as soon as you're peaking, you get harder, you get more vascular, the, you know, the muscles start to against the skin. Just the body looks completely different. So, you know, just telling them, yo, we just did this and just wait for another two days when you start calming up and then you will actually see the actual results of the treatment. So when I can, I just work with, like, the athletes, let's say, two days before the show or even, like, the day before, as soon as they don't have a tan on. Um because as I said, there is no water retention, there is still lots of detail, there is no bruising or anything, so I didn't have to worry like doing a day before the show. But you know, as soon as the, the carbs are in and then you release the skin that goes over the muscle, just all the details start popping in. Mm. So sometimes it's even nice, you know, when you do the first treatment, let's say I don't know on Tuesday when the show is on Saturday. And then they start carving up slowly. It's like, oh, my God, this is so good. And they will do just, like, extra slight adjustments, let's say, a day before the show. So just, you know, get them extra the mobility. So all the posing is nice and smooth and, and stuff. Um, and then just, like, takes it to another level. So usually, like, beginning of the peak week, it's nice to do the adjustments in terms of someone is off balance or the posing is super, super uncomfortable because, then I can still like push into the muscle a bit more. But as the closer the show is, the lighter I have to go. So everyone is safe and nice. And then we just work more on the mobility and stuff like that, just like stretching the skin and the fascia. So then like the veins can pop through and the details can come in and stuff. Um, it's crazy. I guess like. Oh, sorry. I was about to say, like, it's actually been crazy. Like, obviously, I'm going to leave Monica's Instagram below, but for real, like, Take a look at the shit because it's actually crazy. It's ridiculous. The difference of like the detail. It looks like you've kind of like gone. (laughs) If I could explain it in like a noise, it would be that noise. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool though. It's so cool. It just shows that like how much, like you, it shows as well that how much like maybe like stress and like the, how like stiff you can feel can actually still like in a physical sense like affects the way that your physique is like even like posing and stuff is mad yeah absolutely I think like the best thing about me being the athlete for three years I know like I know the poses I'm in posing seminars so I work with like all the bikini pros and classic pros so I can see how they pose I, I'm at the seminar so I know all their teachings and stuff 
So that's really, really cool. Plus, I know all the anatomy, so I know then which muscle does what. So I know like what exactly I should target and stuff. Um, because normally when you go to other therapists who are not really into the bodybuilding or who haven't competed themselves, they don't really know the feeling of posing. They don't know what actually is usually limiting you, what's usually the most common problem. And then that's when the therapist is just, just the notch that you're missing. It's like, yeah, you released everything, but it's not just that that actually helps me with the posing or that helps me to bring the more detail. So I think that's the biggest benefit of me going through it. Now still like working with like all the pros, still going to like posing seminars, still like attending all these things. So then I can just bring the whole package of knowledge from everyone and just bring in the pre-stage treatment. Yeah. What do you, out of curiosity, like what do you use on their skin? Because that's where my brain is starting to go now. I'm like, I don't know, what would you use on their skin though? So like it doesn't kind of like interrupt with the tan or like, you know, some people's skin can be quite like sensitive. Like what do you use typically um, on your clients? Um, so the sooner we get to the show, I use like fragrance free lotion, but again, just depends like what their skin is used to. So anytime before I even touch them, like I allergic with something, do you react to something? And of course, like, um, usually after the treatment, I tell them take a shower and then after you can go for a tan. So just to make sure there is nothing on them and everything is gone. Um, I would definitely don't use oil, wouldn't use Vaseline, anything like that. Sometimes I can do pre-stage treatment and it's, I don't use anything. I just go dry. Oh, no way. Yeah. Depends what I need to do. If I really need to like stretch the skin and make everything pop a bit more, then yes, I need to. Otherwise, I'll be just like rubbing the skin. Um, but if it's just mobility work and stretching someone and stuff, then I just do it dry. Especially like, let's say, I saw you had Sam on a podcast, on the last podcast. Yeah. She just done pro. I worked with her four hours before her show in Portugal yeah so Josh he sent her to me day before it's like she can't pull she can't turn she can't turn her neck can you please fix her Sam messaged me Saturday evenings like please I really need your help can you book me for tomorrow mm. she came in I think 9 a.m and mm. then she went to the venue I don't know 12 1 or something so that was super super last minute but you know like we did all the mobility work on her I barely used any lotion oil anything just did some manipulations, mobility stuff. Uh, we did some drainage, um, just get a bit more water from the legs because she was stressed a little. And then she was just ready. She could pose and boom, pro card. So um... <laughs> I've seen that as well. Like there was a lot, you could see the water in her legs like before you did your magic on her. Like it's crazy, man. So I was thinking as well, I was like, God, I need to get on this because on peak week, even just being able, like, if you think I'm being really basic here, but even being able, like, there's so many benefits to what you do, but I think another one could just sound silly for me. I think it would be just sitting still because you're just manic. You're going here, there, everywhere. You've got 5,000 appointments. You've got to get to this location, get to that location. Remember this at this time, food, blah, 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 blah. So your brain's just, like, being, like, shaken constantly. And I can imagine, like, when they come to you, they just... The one thing they're loving is just being able to sit still and just mm -hmm. like calm the ne nervous system down. Cause I think like for me, that's like where I have to really try and manage it, like as best I can. How best yeah. I can, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you've mentioned that you like this because this is something that I would have probably thought of before I spoken to you, like, oh Pigo, there used to be like the bodybuilding thing that like, you can't have anything. 
Like you can't have any treatments done. You're going to get bruising. You're going to have inflammation. You're going to have all that sort of stuff. Like, but as you said, like it's totally, it is a, it is tweaked and tailored like for the timing. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's not like normal massage. It's not going deep tissue or anything. You can't, you know, like when you know how the body works, what's happening with the body during the peak week, and especially like the lower the body fat, the more fragile the body is, the less calories you have, the body's super stressed out, super fatigued. Sometimes you just, you know, athletes come through. And before we do even any treatment, I ask them, cool, pose for me. I want to see you. So at first we do like, let's say five minutes of posing so I can see them. They are super, as they are stressed, they are super like tense. So that's why the posing is not good at all. Then we do the actual treatment and then we pose again and see how they feel. So they can even like feel the before and after how they feel. We take pictures and stuff. Um, and yeah, you just need to know how to work with like more fragile and more sensitive bodies. So I kind of do normal work. I was like looking and tweaking always my treatment. So it's the best. So we can get the best results in the shortest period of time and the, less in, the least impact. Um, so as I say, it's, you know, I can sometimes use the Grasson, uh, the like, metal tools but i don't use them on everybody because everyone has different skin so as soon as i see a tiny bit of redness oh that's gone we do we do it dry you do it just with hands we do just mobilizations everything everyone needs so it has to be super super even like with normal treatment it has to be super specific to everyone it can be you know okay cool i can do treatment and i can do it the same on everyone it doesn't work like that mm. you know even like when someone let's say when bikini girl comes in Usually they have issues with like tight glutes. They want to have better tie-in. They want to be able to put, do the back shot and be pain-free. They want to be able to twist in their front pose, which usually like comes from like tight midsection and the upper is super, super tight so they can't open. They have to then extremely uh, extend their spine in the lower back. So it's just, you know, knowing how everything is linked together and then boom, easy. But it's just come. I guess it goes down to the knowledge and understanding how the body works. Yeah. And then coupled with like no understanding bodybuilding as well, which not many people that like, I don't actually know any other therapist apart from you that like would even do that. Like even whenever I've ever gone to a therapist, I have to do like spend the first half an hour like educating them. <laughs> Typical. Do <laughs> standard stuff. Like one question I'll ask you is what You've obviously seen many competitors in your days. You've seen, you know, top pros. You've seen people that are trying to get to pro, everything like that. Like, what is going on? Is there certain things that are going on in people's heads? Or, like, what have you learned about competitors from being with them during these times before they hit show day? Is there anything that you've, like, like a recurring theme or anything that's kind of, like, comes to mind? Mm, you mean like what's going on in their head or if they told me something or yeah like what's the general like I don't know what's the general vibe usually when they come to you is, is there anything that like you think oh actually quite a lot of competitors like struggle with this or they worry oh, about that mm, I would probably say even all the top athletes they are nervous as fuck you wouldn't even tell so you know like they are probably big on social media but at the end of the day when they come down and I speak to them they're like teddy bears and they're like Monica what do you think about this and is this good enough and is that good enough what do you think shall we do this again or can we do this again tomorrow you know so um like I completely adored and loved like working with Rafael Brandao 
um, especially when he came down here to Prague, because um, I worked with him in Spain, then in Portugal, and then a year later here in Prague, and we did actually three treatments during his peak week for the Prague show, you know, and we did like the first one, and he's like, oh my God, I completely forgot how good it is. And then, you know, it's been like a year span, so I've improved a little. <laughs> and he's like, can you do it again? So we did another one. And he's like, oh my God, it's even better. Can you do one more? So, um, and he's like, yeah, I like this so good. What do you think? Is it good enough? Is it crispy enough? Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's one thing. Everyone um, is like a bit cautious, like, how they look how they feel everyone has the same thing everyone wants to do good and I feel like the more known you are the more pressure is on you and especially for like even like signing contracts that goes on your head as well sometimes even the athletes don't feel like they want to do it but like yeah I have the responsibility I have to so they do the shows because you know it pays their bills so they have to do it so I guess that's that one um I would all of that I wouldn't even yeah. that. that's very is it's I think it is something that probably someone like like myself who has like who isn't pro for example wouldn't even realize that's like a thing but that's actually quite like a big thing when you think about it like if you would have like you know t- prep takes it out of you anyway mm-hmm. but having yeah. that pressure like if I win or lose then it I'd, well I'd, I would like to think it doesn't change I don't think it would change anything to be honest um but especially if you are pro then and then you've got the social media stuff behind you and then you've got like you know big supplement contracts or whatever else like yeah I can imagine thinking about it now like that's probably like a lot mm. yeah yeah for sure and you know like even there is some people I can't really tell about it but like a majority it's super super nice to meet them in person because like the, everyone looks like so big and on the social media and then you meet them and everyone is just a human like just with a bit more or less muscle yeah. like you know like for example let's say Regan he is like a huge name but he has like 2 million followers on Insta and God knows how many on YouTube then you meet him and he's like yo how is doing he's and not he like yeah and then it was him and then one of my another like pro athletes they were there at the same time together and it's like do you want some content I'm like yeah cool like cool give me your phone I'm gonna record for you so he was literally like filming my entire team with the other athlete. He was like, cool, nice, there you go. <laughs> That's so sweet. I remember Tannen Regan when he came to the UK pro show before lockdown, just before, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like the day before we were going to go in again. Um, and I, oh, bless, I remember Regan, like, he kept, I, basically, me and his other lady were having to, like, pat the shit out of him because he sweats loads on stage, doesn't he? I was just going absolutely crazy at his body and I was like I don't even care what I'm touching I'm just going fucking crazy like and I think I had to do that like four or five times bless him and I felt he was just like thanks ladies like you just felt you could really I thought oh this poor man like he's just he just could not stop sweating could mm. not stop sweating like that's the thing with bodybuilders like they get so hot they get so <laughs> hot yeah it's bonkers but yeah, Regan was nice. I remember that. He had like a massive entourage. And then um, one of the guys was like, no, there was like a videographer guy. Um, I don't think he'd ever seen like this. Ta- I think he was only a new guy because he just came into this tanning room and he was like, what? Like he just couldn't get to grips with like all the stuff. I was like, right, so this is a sock. He goes, a sock. Like this guy could not get around what the sock was until I did the whole visual. It was great fun. Um, 
but no that's it's nice to hear though isn't it like I think it's stuff that people probably like wouldn't realize or like obviously like wouldn't know about there's a lot of stuff that like obviously when people all the, the only access they have is like on social media there's also like this like other side but they're just like mm-hmm. they're chill and they just want to literally yeah, yeah. Literally vibe. but is there certain things like going completely off topic or just looking at my notes like is there anything that you think bodybuilders need to do more of like it's not just about peak week it is like trying to do as much as you can like across your whole competing like journey whether you're off season or prep like is there certain things that you think when they come to you like oh if you would have like done this like a few weeks ago or you done started this last year like you probably would be in a better situation absolutely um I feel like injury prevention and um I guess the most common thing like you can see people that have issues like with shoulders and hips and backs and stuff um, and there is like difference in between gaining strength and gaining muscle and in between functional. And I feel like if like, let's say every athlete at least added one functional movement for like the entire training, like they would like maintain so much longer and they would have no injuries at all. Um, and also like everyone does like, yeah, let's say a few weeks before the show, people started imposing. So, you know, everyone says that. So definitely like keep posing ever since like day one. And then do the mobility work with that as well. So when you start like doing the mobility when you're bigger, the smaller you get along the line, it will all adapt and you will get even more mobile like as the prep goes. So then when when the show day comes, you're like, yo, I'm gymnast now. So um, honestly, if you start getting mobile when you're bigger, then the smaller you get and you still keep doing it, like the better the result at the end. So that's a great one. And definitely being on top of your recovery, like, non-stop not just like when you're injured you know like I always say prevention is better than cure because mm. when you have to cure something you're going 10, 10 steps back but if you like do injury prevention let's say then you can just one step back but another 10 steps forward so I know yeah it's not training it's like yeah there's nothing wrong with me I don't need to do this but like no like why don't you do when you're okay rather than when when you're injured and then you just can't do anything it's like your prep is not going as fast as you would like to your, your off season is not going as fast as you'd like to mm. plus you know even if you go for treatment and you're going through the separation and everything during the off season again as soon as the prep start the quality of the muscle and the detail in the muscle will be so different but you know just like make the investment early in the in the start and then you will gain it all at the peak week and you'll be less stressed and you'll be more mobile. Everything's going to be more smooth and it goes to everything. It's like, you know, it's even like when you're in off-season and you just mess up off-season and get too fat. Then you have to just diet too hard during your prep and then your package is not as good as you maintain during off-season and it's like slowly dicked into it. Mm. So, yeah. The way you put that, I made me think of like, you know, it sounds, I don't know why I'm thinking about this example, but it's like brushing your teeth. Like, if you don't brush your teeth, then you're going to go to the dentist and it's going to be nasty as fuck. I'm just saying. But if you just keep <laughs> like, it'll be fine. Keep it simple. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way my brain started working. I was like, how would I relate this to something? Yeah. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. So, where are you, like, where are you generally for the rest of this year then like bodybuilding show wise if you got a lot in the calendar like do you because obviously I saw you at the like briefly walk past you um at the like UK um two bros at the Wigan was it Wigan yeah it was in Wigan yeah um where are you for like the rest of the year you may you must travel quite a lot then 
yeah like i think at least like twice a month mm. um but yeah uh for the rest of the year this weekend we have Ewell's bra pro show so i was sponsoring that last year and that's when i worked with like the rafa regan um who else was here nathan was here yeah and all them like all them lot so i'm working with them this year again um so this is the show this week then i'm going to the arnold so i'm going to be a whole week before the arnold doing the pre-stage treatments um so that's nice i always like go like to go back to the uk because there is lots of coaches athletes everyone i know so it's always nice to meet everyone yeah. so if anyone going to arnold i'm there <laughs> uh from the arnold there is um hungary show fit parade so that's uh olympia qualifier but it's like also uh you can get a pro card so there's that one then is prague pro mm -hmm. so i'm going back to prague for that for that show um what else is in there i think then it's italy show in october mm -hmm. and end of november i'm going to denmark that's another pro qualifier nice. and then if everything goes well fingers crossed um end of november beginning of december i'm going to the states so there is nationals and then olympia so the goal of this year my always a dream was go to the olympia one day three athletes at the olympia so that's why i've been traveling to so many pro shows and work with so many pro athletes and just like putting my name out there so as soon as i get like to the states to the olympia athletes already know me so what i've counted so far i think i have like 25 pros who have qualified for the olympia and i've worked with so that's a decent number and then it can just like add on so, so cool. yeah Where's your favorite place? <laughs> Apart from like work, like where is your favorite place that you like go, oh, I can't wait to go to, I don't know, Denmark, just because I like the country itself, not just the work itself. But what sort of countries like are your vibe? Mm, I was in love with Dubai for a long time. Uh, so I was going to Dubai looks like four times a year. And last year I was almost moving there. Um like uk is always my second home i spent five years of my life over there and i have loads of friends over there mm. um but other than that i think spain is kind of my vibe and i've never been to states so we'll see how it goes over there <laughs> i've never been to states either so you have to give me the full one one so let me know what's what but yeah absolutely absolutely so um yeah that's the plan for the year like my dream is coming true this year. So we're going to the Olympia. I'm excited for that one. I've already like a couple of athletes booked for the Olympia. So that's very, very exciting. Um, and it's my first Olympia as well. So it's going to be really like good vibes and good to see. Um, and yeah, we'll see where it moves on forward. I'm trying not to plan too much ahead because otherwise my head just like gets blown. But I'm already thinking about January next year. I'm doing courses and stuff. That was going to be my next question as well, man. I was like, what's what's ahead for next year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that. Um, oh, I'm excited already when I speak about it. <laughs> like, honestly, if you could see, like, the energy coming up from Monica whenever she's spoken, like, this episode, it's just been, like, it's been an absolute pleasure. Like, it's been an absolute pleasure to, like, get to know you, not just about, like, your work stuff, but also, like, you on a personal level and, like, how it's, like, transpired to where you have right now because it's absolutely insane like absolutely insane what you're doing oh, and <laughs> you know that I wish you like even more 
of this good stuff. But honestly, this has been so good to get to know you. And I hope if anyone is listening, head over to Monica's Instagram. Honestly, these transformations, I can't even tell you. They are mad. They actually look like <laughs> on like edited them, but she hasn't. But they just it just shows though, like with the right hands, a lot like you know, if you put yourself in the right position in like all areas of this prep, like the right coach, the right prep scenario the right people like behind you like yourself like all that and then you know, we just spoke about the bloody Arnold's like we had no idea that like either of us were like in the background like you know working behind the scenes so it just shows that if you have the right team like behind you it just like it just makes the world a difference so thank you so absolutely. much for babe. it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for having me like you're making me blush now <laughs> oh, good. But, yeah see you guys next episode but 100% Go head over to Monica's Instagram and get connected with her because she's an absolute babe. So I've loved this. Thank you, babe. Thank you.